Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church. And we're going to be in Romans chapter 15 today. If you want to get your Bibles and turn there and get ready to listen and, and learn the, the treasures of God's truth found in His Word. That's what the Holy Spirit guides us in, the truth of God's Word. So, my friends, it's very important that you and I are learning the truth of God's Word, and that is the person and the work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. For He said that He's the truth, and He said that when you know the truth, which is Him, properly, you will be made free. You will be made free from sin, and you will learn to walk in that liberty and freedom from sin. And I'm going to tell you this morning, there is nothing, nothing on the planet, nothing in the universe better than walking in the liberty and the freedom Christ afforded us through his death at Calvary. Praise God. This will be part nine today of Romans chapter 15. You can go all the way back, start in Romans 1, chapter 1. If you do happen to be one of those folks that just jump in in the middle, it'll, you, you will get something out of this broadcast, but I guarantee it, you won't get as much as you would have gotten had you traveled through before you got to this point. And that's just the reality. Uh, you know, those that travel through the Word of God, they're students of the Word of God. It's not that God cannot impart to you today if you just jump in. I know He can. I know He desires to. If you can hear, He will give us where, wherever we join in. But I, I, the reality of it is for the fullness of, of what God has for us, we have to be those that travel through, study through, be students of the Word, and He will partake, uh, He will impart, rather, the spiritual uh, truths that we need in our hearts. He will, he will add those things that are lacking, and He will remove those things that are hindering all along the way. Before we get started today, let me just say how uh, beyond measure I, I am so thankful for what the Lord said and did at the camp meeting this year, at the determined camp meeting there in Dublin, Georgia, at Crossway Fellowship, Pastor Scotty Williams, his wife Nicole, the people of, of Crossway Fellowship were hosts as never before. It was by far the greatest uh, presence of God in the camp meeting that we've had tremendous words that were rich from the Word of God and the moving and the operation of God's Spirit, people filled with the Holy Spirit, people literally healed in those services. And I could go into more detail, but I want to just make sure that you understand these camp meetings, these determined camp meetings that take place once a year in the area of about October uh, you need to plan on being a part of those camp meetings. These, these are ministers that are uh, brought in that preach the Word of God in the context in which Paul related the Word of God, in the context of righteousness, the, the cross of Christ, the gospel. And I, I promise you, if you ever attend one of these camp meetings, you will put it on your calendar for the next year. And uh, so I was so blessed, so beyond uh, what I could have ever expected. God did great and mighty things, joined us uh, in a greater unity, and, and, and was found in our midst building the church. 
strengthening, edifying, comforting, even uh, calling those, confirming the calling in the lives of those who were there and even the many, many, many folks who were able to tune in online and watch the services, God was able to speak into their hearts, give them direction or possibly redirection and to edify, to comfort, to strengthen and surely to equip us for the ministry that is before us in the days to come. I thank God for those who are determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. This is not some man's movement. This is the place the Lord brought the Apostle Paul. This is the place those who are, 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 are drawing from what the Apostle Paul and the other writers taught that they find themselves. You see, God determined from before the foundation of the world that He would give His Son, and that would be the focus for the redemptive plan and the glory of all men for all ages. And so God is opening the eyes of his people. Don't be following men who are making excuses for not being focused and determined to preach nothing but Christ and him crucified, for it is in every chapter and every verse. And if they just don't quite get it yet, well, that's okay. We're praying that they will. Uh, there was a day when we didn't know what, this. We didn't walk in this. We didn't have this. It's always been there. But again, let me just say how thankful I am for what the Lord was able to do through the determined camp meetings this year. And uh, the Lord is in this, and he is surely establishing th the great truth of his son, Jesus Christ, in these meetings. And I just, I, there's no way that we could ever describe how much God did this past week and weekend. And so all I can say is, fellows and gals, we march on in this great light that God has shined in the face of his son, Jesus Christ. And when we look at him and his work at Calvary, that same light shines upon us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans chapter 15, part nine today on this 26th day of November. I'm sorry, October. October it is. And uh, we are going to begin here in verse 18. And again, let me say, if you just jump into the middle of this Bible study, that's okay, that's good. But you need to go back and you need to start from the beginning day by day with your Bible. The Holy Spirit show you the great truths of Jesus Christ in the Word of God. For he is the treasure that we seek. Jesus is the treasure that we seek when we study the Word. It's more of Him we need. Hallelujah. It's not just more knowledge in the head that I need. I need more heart knowledge, that knowledge that is received in the heart. Hallelujah. And that takes place as the heart continually, just as in day one, believes under righteousness. Hallelujah. In verse 18 of Romans chapter 15, the Bible says, and this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Rome and to you and me, for I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought, worked, accomplished by me. Not, I, I, not, we need to think about that. The Apostle Paul writes here and he says, I will not dare 
to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought, worked, accomplished, is what the word means, by me, to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. See, Paul the apostle was called to the Gentiles, and he was called to reveal Jesus Christ or to present Christ using the scriptures of old and, and to preach what he did at Calvary, that God had sent his son. God did give his only begotten son. God did crucify him. It did please God to bruise him and to wound him for our sins and iniquities and to raise him on the third day that we might be saved from our sins. Hallelujah. And, and, and Paul was called to the Gentiles, and if you back up, which we're not going to today, but if you will go and listen to the last session or two, better if you go back to Romans chapter 1, verse 1, and I promise you by the time you get to this point, if you go back and start with Romans 1 and 1, you will be running around the house shouting glory to God. If you're hungry for the truth of God's word. So Paul says, I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not done through me. I'm not going to even speak of those things that Christ hasn't done through me. You're talking about a man that knew how to stay in his lane. You, let me say that again. You're talking about a man that knew how to stay in his lane. Just spoke what God called me to do. Not worried about what God's called everybody else to do. Uh, not striving uh, to be like so-and-so doing something. Just, just get in your lane, my friend, and run the race God has set before you. And, and just keep looking straight ahead. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, too many folk wanting to be like other folk. Too many folk wanting to try to do what other folk do. We just need to let God use us where he is. The plan is he is. The kingdom of he is. Everything is he is. The race he set before us, yes, it's our race, but we've got to have him to run. We've got to have his leading, his equipping, his strengthening, his confidence, his courage. We've got to have everything that he can provide for us to be able to run our race, stay in our lane. It's good to link arms with brothers and sisters in the great mission to see the lost saved and the wandering uh, stray uh, uh, you know, church who's gone astray to come home. But listen, we've all got our own lane in this race. And Paul here says, I'm not dare going to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. What Paul brought the Gentiles was the gospel. We're going to see it. It's the gospel. He didn't bring any other thing. He didn't bring all these other things. He brought the gospel. Even in this letter, if you back all the way up to chapter 1, when he writes to this church in Rome, this same letter in the very beginning, let me, let me remind us, they're already saved. They're already the church. They're already spirit-filled, but Paul says, I can't wait to get there to impart a spiritual gift, that, that which may be lacking. I can't wait to get there and preach the gospel. See, the power is in the gospel. The power is in the gospel. The Bible says that. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. Amen. And it's only the wisdom of men who would disagree with that. So when men disagree with what the Word of God says, then we have to disagree with men. 
and we pray for those men. And it's not that we don't teach on prayer and fasting and faith and the baptism with the Holy Spirit and these other things, but they're all tied to Calvary or there will be no power. Matter of fact, there will be a whole lot of faking going on. Fake believing and fake receiving. But it gets real when you grab a hold of that blood-stained banner, my friends. It gets very real. It, you, you're then walking in the light that he walks in. Walk means a, a movement. Walk means movement. And we walk with him in the light he's in, 1 John 1, 7. And that's where he walks in the light of who he is and what he did at Calvary. Glory to God. But let me read this again. This is powerful to me. I've been so blessed in this Romans teaching I, for years, and if you're honest, probably you like me, we, we, we were stuck in Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8, and you need to get stuck there for, for a season because until you get Romans 5, 6, especially 6 and 7 and 8 in your heart, until you get it in your heart, and I'll know and everybody will know when you do because you're going to be stuck there proclaiming the goodness of Oh, and the greatness of what God did in Christ at Calvary. When you get that in your heart, then you can move on through chapters 9 through 16. I promise you, if we don't understand Romans 6, 7, and 8, we fake believing and fake receiving. And we pretending. You, you, you can't get around it. If you don't know that you were crucified with him, if, if I, and I didn't for years, if I don't understand how the cross of Christ 2,000 years ago pertains to me in my today, walk today with him, I cannot function as a disciple, cannot learn as a disciple. Oh, I can learn scripture and learn to quote it, even for different situations and crisis and problems. But if, listen, if the word of God's not dipped in the blood of God, if the word of God doesn't point us to the one who said the words about him and to what he did at Calvary so the word could be applicable to us, you're not going to have anything but what you're doing. You're quoting, you're memorizing. Those things are good if you're looking toward that great redemptive work of Christ at Calvary. For there's the only avenue that righteousness is revealed in the gospel. It's the only way you and I or anybody on the planet can go from faith to faith. As the righteousness of God's revealed in the gospel, Paul says, I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished by me. To make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Well, it wasn't what Paul did to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. He says, through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. You want to know why throughout the ages men have had to have these false ministries? These, miracle, these, these miracles that, that are just false and these things they proclaim that are all this and all that. And eventually, they get caught. They get found out. They get humiliated before well, some of them the world because the gospel 
wasn't the centerpiece on the table. The gospel wasn't the thrust, the power, and the direction of the ministry. The gifts that God has given us are never the focus. They're supposedly supposed to be used by the Holy Spirit to give us proper focus. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not the focus. What gives eyes to the blind, ears to the deaf, is the blood of Jesus. Jesus told Nicodemus, you can't enter the kingdom or even see it until you're born again. And every Christian knows the only avenue of being born again is faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ at the cross for the forgiveness of their sins. I want you to think about that. The focus is not the gift of this or the gift of that, the gift of healing, the gift of... The focus is not the gifts. The focus is the gift giver. The focus is the one who died, Jesus, so that we could have all the gifts that he desires us to have individually freely. Hallelujah. So let's do this again. I, Paul says, I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished, wrought, worked by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Through mighty signs and wonders, Oh, yes, there was mighty signs and wonders, but hold on. If you just stop right there, my friend, you're going to get in a big bag of trouble. Oh, 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 and that's what we've done. We've just stopped right there and ran out looking for the mighty signs and wonders. No, you've got to keep going. Watch. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and Jerusalem and round about unto a little... Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. You want the signs and the wonders, you better get back to the gospel. When you look at Calvary, you'll know you've looked at it when you really do look at it. When you really begin to realize and walk in what took place on the cross where Jesus died for you and you died with him and he was buried and you were buried with him, that's right. And when he rose from the grave, you rose with him to walk in newness of life forever and forever with him. Hallelujah. And if that's where your faith is, you're going to experience the mighty signs and wonders of God working in your heart, possibly God doing many other things that even others will be able to see the fruit of. You need to know this. For years, I would have probably stopped right there in verse 19 through many, through mighty signs and wonders. Glory to God. But I never did understand the gospel had to be the focus. The gospel had to be the centerpiece. We don't move away from the gospel. And we have to understand the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. What God did in Christ on that cross is the gospel. And in that and through that comes the declaration of righteousness, the impartation of righteousness, the, manifest, the manifestation of righteousness, the avenue of the reception of righteousness. And only 
through righteousness does our measure of faith come. Write it down, 2 Peter 1 and 1. Only through righteousness does everything come to us through. Everything. You, you need to understand through righteousness. The Bible says that grace, and that's what God does. It's not mystical and magical. Grace is what God does, what God teaches, what, how God saved. We're saved by God through faith in what he did at the cross, what he did. Jesus, Hebrews 2 and 9, by the grace of God, by what God was doing in him, tasted death for every man. That's the only avenue of grace because that's what God did in Christ for the whole of humanity. And it's the only avenue through which the river of grace flows for initial salvation, uh, for, for initial uh, grace to operate in, in, in this lane that God has given us to run this race. We need to understand that. Grace reigns. That means if you want God, which is what grace is, the spirit of grace, who is God, the spirit of God, if you want God, if you want his grace, what his will and purpose and function is for you in your life to reign. <laughs> the last verse of Romans chapter 5 tells us grace reigns through righteousness, and that means that which Jesus did at Calvary. Think about that. But Paul says in verse 19, through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about unto Elucrum, I have fully preached, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. I've fully preached the gospel of Christ. Paul was a gospel preacher. Yes, Paul was given uh, so many things. So the, the illumination, the revelation of, of the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, because Paul accepted the avenue through which God reigns. <laughs> that avenue through which grace that God had taught, told Paul the apostle was sufficient for him. You remember when Paul cried out for help from God to remove the thorn in his flesh three times? The Lord told him, my, my, my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul said, well then, glory to God, I'll shout right here in my infirmities and weakness because I'd rather have the power of Christ resting on me. Hallelujah. I'd rather have the power of Christ resting on me. That, this is powerful. Paul said, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Fully preached it. And he goes on to say in verse 20, Yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel. He didn't move away from it. <laughs> he didn't ever move away from the gospel. He didn't change the definition of the gospel. He didn't write new. He didn't write a book called uh, uh, "This is the Gospel" and that's the gospel. He, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God because it's the preaching of the cross. It's the good news of what God did in Christ at Calvary. Paul says in verse twenty here of Romans fifteen, "Yea, so have I strived." That word means. 
aimed. Get this. This he strived. That's that's what you're aiming for. That's why he would write to the church at Philippi in chapter 1, verse 27 of that great letter and tell us, the church, that we should be striving, aiming together for the faith of the gospel. Hallelujah. Not aiming to become this, aiming to do, aiming. That's, that's what causes the church to be in division. The church splits the, the, the exaltation of, of this one or that one. And I didn't get what I wanted because you wasn't aiming for what everybody was aiming for. When you gather with those of like precious faith, oh my goodness. I said like precious faith, the measure of faith we've been given, that faith will always be aiming for, striving for the faith of the gospel. More of you, Lord, hallelujah, striving together for the faith of the gospel, not striving against each other and conniving and own personal agendas and mad because they didn't put the right walls up that I wanted or the carpet. They didn't let me do this. They, he's not preaching where I think he ought to be preaching. <laughs> they, they come in. I don't, We were there for years. But my Lord, let me tell you something. Those of you who are in these churches, that God is raising up in these last days and make no mistake about it. It's him who's raising up these churches whose focus and determination has become that to look upon Christ and what he did at Calvary and nothing else, to see every word in God's word in righteousness. That means stained by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that our garments did not become stained. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God is in the midst of these groups of men, women, boys, and girls who are focused on the gospel, striving, aiming for that faith of the gospel. That very mark that we're reaching for is the mark of Christ. Hallelujah. The beauty of his holiness that's found only as one strives for the faith of the gospel in his own lane, in the race God has set before him. Not looking at who might be running faster or running slower or who's down for a moment or all these things. Just listen, just run the race and let God use you. Praise God for what he's doing everywhere else where the cross is being preached. Don't praise God for what, 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 what they say he's doing. Praise God for what he's doing where this message, is, because the message of the cross is the message that exalts Christ. It, listen, him humbling himself and, and giving himself, becoming obedient unto death on the cross is what got him exalted above all things, a name above all things. Hallelujah. That work at the cross, glory to God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that you are finally back in the path of righteousness? You were saved some years ago. But you wandered out. You got all tangled up and focused on denominational world. I see folks that, that are stamping on social media. I'm proud to be this denomination. I'm proud to be that. Man, I'm proud to be a child of God. I'm, I, I, I'm just thankful to be in the kingdom of God. I'm, I, 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 I'll be the honest this morning, I'm very thankful that I'm no longer tangled up in the things of men and the hierarchy of men and the control of men. And that's why those in those certain areas, they don't like 
people who are not in their groups because if you're not in their group, they can't control you. Hallelujah. Woo! But we're not here as pastors and leaders to control. We're here to preach the gospel, striving to preach the gospel, striving for the faith of the gospel so that he can take control. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glad to be free from sin and all the entanglements of the world, all the entanglements that hold the world, the church uh, uh, paralyzed and crippled, but we're coming out. We're coming out of all that and we're back on the narrow path running this great race of victory. Not because we say we are, but because we're now aiming and striving together for the faith of the gospel. That's what That right there is the very reason that those determined camp meetings have the presence of God and the words that are so rich in those meetings because it is a it is people coming from all over and they're striving together for the faith of the gospel you can be saved when that message is there you can be redirected back to the right path when you're hearing this message and if you're on this right path you're going to be able to hear God confirming that you are on the right path, this path of the just, the path of righteousness every single day. And it's only at that point, my friends, that God's word cannot only be declared, but experienced that his word is the lamp to your feet and the light to your path because your path is the path of God's righteousness as the Holy Spirit reveals that to you exclusively through the gospel. Hallelujah. Let me read this again. Paul says, Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But as it is written, you see, Paul did what he did according to the Spirit of God leading him according to what was written. Glory to God. That We need to stick with what was written, and it'll always concern Christ and his redemptive work. Verse 21, But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see. And they that have not heard, they shall understand. Let's read that again. But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see. Never heard of Christ, but they're going to believe and their eyes are going to be open. They're going to see. They have not heard, but the Lord's going to give them understanding. <laughs> Why? Because they believe the gospel. Here again, we have the confirmation of the only avenue through which seeing comes and understanding comes. Now, this comes from the scripture, Isaiah 52 and 15, that says this, So shall he sprinkle many nations. <laughs> the kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see. And that which they had not heard Shall they understand? Shall they consider? It's powerful, isn't it? Paul didn't follow folk around. Paul was called, and in all reality, you'll find out when you study the Word of God that Paul operated in all five of the, of the fivefold gifts of ministry. He was an apostle. He prophesied. He brought forth the Spirit of God did through him the very revelation of what took place at Calvary. 
He evangelized. And he, and he went to preach. The Spirit of God led him looking for places where Christ had not been named. Yes, he ministered to those who also had believed, but he was sent to the, to the Gentiles who didn't even know there was a Christ. Think about that. Powerful, isn't it? Paul was sent to a Gentile world, not knowing God, not knowing God had sent his son, not knowing the way of righteousness, the way home. And God, and God used the apostle Paul in a mighty way. <laughs> We've got to stop there. We're out of time. When you're ministering to people who are like sponges, it just time goes by so fast. And I'm so thankful today to know Jesus. I'm not talking about to know a few Bible verses. I'm so thankful to know him, the one the Bible is about. The Bible is the word of God. Jesus is the living word of God. Well, that's why he said the scriptures are about him. The volume of the book was written of him. Hallelujah. He's our Genesis and our revelation. He's everything in between, and we can't do one thing without him. But with him means our faith has to be in what he did at Calvary. For there, God didn't spare his son, but he delivered him up on the cross for all of us so that with him, he would freely be, freely be able to give us all things. That's Romans 8.32. Go read it, my friends. It's with Christ because you can't do anything without him. Jesus taught us that. Nothing. But with him, through him, we can do all things and we have access to all things that our Father in heaven is offering us and they're free. You don't work for them. They're free. He worked. He did the work for everything we will ever need. I pray that God would stir your heart to tune into all these broadcasts that he's given us the, the honor to be able to sit and to share his word We'll never be able to teach it all. We'll never get it all just precisely, perfectly right. But as long as our aim is the gospel, the focus is the gospel, and that's what we're striving for, God will pour into our hearts the things that are lacking. And you need to understand today, there's some things that are lacking. If they weren't, then we would already have obtained. And the Bible says we've not. We need to be growing in the knowledge and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you find where the words of the Lord, the Bible, is ministered in their righteous context, that means in the context of the gospel, the only place righteousness is revealed, then you will find yourself awakening under righteousness, walking on the path of righteousness. And that measure of faith that God gave you through righteousness, 2 Peter 1 and 1, you'll find yourself running a race focused on the lane God has put before you, and you will be blessed beyond what you could have ever imagined. Yes, he will move you out of things. He will possibly move you strategically, even geographically. He will do great and mighty things in your life. So don't be talked out of the focus of the cross by men who think they know more. Stick with this blood-stained banner and the Lord will lead you home every step of the way. God bless you. We love you. 
We want to share the Word of God with you every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here, the Romans uh, teaching. We've got one more chapter. We're about to finish chapter 15, and uh, and so uh, I encourage you to just just start from the beginning and, 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 and go along at your own speed. God will bless you. Don't forget to pray for us, and also on Friday mornings, we're teaching the letter to Paul, uh, to Timothy from Paul. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Wonderful, wonderful words of life. Join us on Fridays at 9 a.m. Pray for us. Don't forget to sow into the ministry for when you sow into good ground, God grows a harvest out for you. You can't get around it. He's faithful to do it. If you're sowing to where the gospel is the focus, he will pour into your life. It's a guarantee. Can't get around it. It's not a chance. It's not a slot machine. It's a guaranteed promise from the Word of Almighty God. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can sow on your smartphone. Text the word GIVE to 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you later.